How's it going, New York Jets fans? My name is Alex with my co-host here, Ryan Moran. And today we're discussing three standout players for this New York Jets team after a couple days of training camp. We got the pads on, we're making moves, we're making storylines. Um, and the first one right off the bat is going to be Zach Wilson. So I'm excited to talk about Zach Wilson, his growth development this offseason, some of the things that he's done um, in training camp leading up to this point. Obviously, he's the catalyst behind everything working on this Jets team. The defense can be great, but if you don't have a good quarterback in today's NFL, it does not matter, right? The quarterback is ultimately the one that makes things happen. As we saw in the AFC Championship game last year with uh, Kansas City and the Bills, it's really it's whoever has the better quarterback wins. I mean, of course, the defenses did not do anything. Also, the overtime rules messed around a little bit. Uh, but I will say that watching Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen go blow for blow was absolutely sick. It was amazing. But if you don't have a quarterback that can do that, you're pretty much screwed because those guys can do it pretty regularly. And if you can't, if Zach Wilson can't return the favor, if he can't march down the field and score when it matters most, they will lose. The Jets will lose against these teams. Um, so I am curious to hear your takes on those things. We'll talk about his growth and development so far and a couple more players who we have in mind um, that have really stood out in practice up to this point. But Ryan, before we dive into the good stuff, how are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing great, Alex. So obviously today was the eighth day of training camp for the Jets and it was just a walkthrough. There was no media availability whatsoever. So we really didn't get to see any clips, uh, not much news or buzz that we gained. And it was just a walkthrough practice today. It wasn't like they were really going you know, too crazy with anything with tomorrow being an off day. And then Saturday is the scrimmage at the stadium. So definitely looking forward to that. And like you said, I think Zach is who this is all about at the end of the day. I mean, the Jets are a marginally better football team that people, I think, respect now with what Joe Douglas has built up on paper. And it's quarterback-driven league. You said it. And, you know, it's not like Zach immediately has to be a top-five quarterback, but you want to see him break into about the top 15 or so this season. I think it's something realistic. And it's a jump he's certainly capable of attaining when you look at his physical ability, his athletic ability, the continuity in the scheme. And, I think what you really want to see, and I think we have at least heard from Michael Floor and Robert Salah to this point, is the fact that Zach is taking command of things. I, I think is really what you want to see. You want to see him take ownership. You know, it's his offense at the end of the day. And, you know, to see him the last two days really start to put things together, you know, in practice, seven on seven and 11 on 11 work, you know, go eight for eight yesterday with a touchdown pass and two point conversion. You know, he's making big plays. You see the arm strength, the release time, the multitude of angles he can deliver the ball from, and his accuracy has been on point. So all those things with Zach, and really just excited to really see him in this first preseason game in about a week. Absolutely, man. This is going to be fun preseason to see. I don't know how much they'll utilize him, but one of the things that really have stood out to me, there's two main factors about Zach Wilson that stood out to me during training camp, and I think it separates good from great quarterbacks, right? The first catalyst... Um, is what he's capable of doing on the run when the play breaks down. We saw that clip of Braxton Berrios downfield. Zach Wilson's running to the outside, rolling out to his right, and he slings that pass to, Bre Bre to Berrios literally on the sideline, just getting his feet in. That's the difference, right? Like finding those receivers who are open, that are just sitting there in the corner, um, you know, that everyone's forgotten about. Those are the guys that you want to be able to hit on the run, on the move. He's got an incredibly deep pass. We saw that ball to Elijah Moore a couple of days ago where he's across his, he resets his feet, crosses his body, launches that thing like 60 yards downfield. That's what separates good from great quarterback play. Now, the second catalyst is his red zone efficiency. He's looked pretty good in the red zone during, during training camp drills so far. Obviously, Elijah Moore is a catalyst there. Having a good running game in Brees Hall, Michael Carter, catalysts. Tyler Conklin had a touchdown the other day. Corey Davis, your big possession receiver, he's going to be active as well. 
Um, I think so far I've been impressed with his efficiency, his, uh, you know, vision in the red zone. Of course, this, the field shrinks, so it gets a lot more difficult to fit those balls in because you have a lot of defenders crammed into an area, um, and you can't always be running fade routes to to guys. So I think that Zach Wilson finding good uh, decisions, making the right plays and the right decisions is what's going to separate him um, from his last year self as a rookie. And he did look a lot better towards the end of the season, but you can't always be scoring from the 50 yard line on deep passes. You got to have good red zone efficiency. That's going to be his catalyst for success this year, in my opinion. Um, and he's looked a lot better in training camp. So I'm excited to see his growth there. You know, what are you thinking about those two factors specifically? For sure. I, I love both of those points. And to start with, you know, your first point mentioned, and I think I said it on a recent episode this week myself, when Zach gets out of the pocket, he's just, he's so special and you just feel like he's going to create something big. You know, he's got that ability to keep his eyes down the field. You know, he's got the accuracy out of the pocket, his arm strength. And, you know, he, he's really tough to bring down, especially in space, you know, against bigger uh, defensive ends, defensive tackles, linebackers, you know, he's, he's tougher to get down. And, you know, I love your point as well. It's, you know, punching the ball in the end zone is going to be a key factor. I think adding Garrett Wilson in as well, you know, he's not the biggest in stature, but he is a possession receiver. When you look at his catch radius, the vertical ability, the way he can stay in the air and high point the football. And, you know, the, the next guy we're going to talk about here, I think is huge in that regard. You look at Elijah Moore's last six games last year, he had five touchdowns. And I want to say most of those came in the red zone. And Elijah was very productive inside the 20, even on the end around touchdown that he scored in the Patriots game. You know, I think Elijah is well on his way to being one of, if not the Jets' best players in 2022. I think you look at a guy who it was a shock when he fell to the Jets in the draft, the Jets capitalized and, you know, his final six games last year were something special. And that was with about four different quarterbacks. Now, you know, continuity with Zach, you know, you're hearing his, him speak on his own comfortability, knowing the vernacular, just knowing the plays. And I think he's just coming into his own because the ability is there. Technically he's very sound with his routes, with his hands, catching the football. He's close to automatic and he's got that, you know, you still saw the one hand to catch the other day. There's so much that Elijah can do the gadget game, you know, for Michael Floor around the line of scrimmage, another way to just make Zach's life easier. And I think in the red zone, you're going to continue to see him punch the ball in the end zone. And, you know, obviously we've heard from Zach Rosenblatt was the last one who said, you know, Elijah's really establishing himself as that number one receiver out of this group. And to me, I think he's poised to really have an 1,000-yard uh, receiving season for the Jets. Yeah, I'll even take it a step further. You said he's, you know, on his way to becoming the one of the best receivers on the Jets. I see he's becoming a superstar in the NFL. I think he's that good. I think he can be that good. I mean, bro, what he look what he did with Mike White last year. Are you kidding me? Mike freaking White. He, Mike White is not a good quarterback. He is a backup quarterback. Yes, he had a couple of good games, a couple of good moments, but Elijah Moore made that happen. Elijah Moore got open. Elijah Moore took that to the house. You know, he is a star. He is a he's a sophomore player coming off an awesome rookie season that got derailed by an injury toward the end. He is going to be a superstar in this league. Um, if Zach Wilson can play at an above average level, he's going to be your wide receiver one by week four. And I guarantee that he's going to be the best player on that offense. Um, aside from what we, we hope Zach Wilson is the best player, but I think he will ultimately be the best player um, in 2022. He's that good. Um, but let's take a look at some of his, his more in-depth stats, right? So when he's targeted deep 20 plus yards downfield, 20 targets, eight receptions for 40% completion rate, which is absurd for being targeted 20 plus yards downfield. The 40% reception rate is, a, is very good. Uh, with a touchdown, and then from medium yardage, so 10 to 19 yards away from the line of scrimmage, he's 12 receptions on 23 attempts, 52% completion rate, which is also fantastic for 220 yards and three touchdowns, extremely productive in that area, no drops. 
Um, and then the short zero to nine yardage, 82 yards and a 61% completion rate. I think he's going to be a lot more active as a screen pass catcher this upcoming season. I think most of the reason they struggled on that area because Zach Wilson was very inaccurate uh, throwing short yardage last year, but I think he will improve in that spot. So Elijah Moore should see better um, statistics and production overall. Had one drop in that area behind the line of scrimmage. Um, he had 12, 12 receptions, only missed one. Uh, no drops there, just one bad pass behind the line of scrimmage um, in, this, in the bubble screen game. And you know, did some really good stuff there. So very impressed by him. He's really good downfield. He gets targeted 27% target share, deep 20 plus yards downfield. So they're clearly trying to push him downfield, even though he doesn't have like the most height or length of any receiver, he still gets open. And he, that's because he's such an elite route runner and he's very good at baiting safeties into making the wrong decisions. So Elijah Moore, obviously really good player. I think he can be a superstar in this league, let alone the wide receiver one on the Jets by a large margin. Um, hopefully the rest of the guys catch up and that just means they have three unbelievable receivers, which is the best case scenario we could possibly imagine. Um, but the third guy I had in mind is Quinnen Williams. Quinnen Williams has had a really good training camp. You know, we talked about what, uh, Sheldon Rankin said about him recently. Um, and so far, I mean, you know, this is the guy that we wanted to see take a step forward. He's had some pretty good seasons as a pass rusher, nothing great, good, not great, but he, the guy is 24 years old, heading to 25 in a couple months here, six, three, 303 pounds. Um, you know, he's your staple in the defensive line aside from Carl Lawson. I think he's the guy you need to step up that run defense. It relies on him. It's predicated on him um, making those big plays to stuff those A and B gaps. He can do it. He's a good player last year, you know, had a good pass rush uh, grades, but you know, his, his run defense kind of fell off a little bit. So 8.2% missed tackle rate. Um, so I think that him making a little bit better, uh, more, a little bit more efficient in the tackling department will go a long way towards helping this run defense. Um, what are your thoughts on Quentin Williams and the, and the season that he could have? For sure. I think it's exactly what you want to hear. I mean, Quentin is in line to get one of the biggest contracts in the history of the New York Jets, and it, it starts now. I mean, he's got to be dominant in the summer, going against a really – like we talked about yesterday with Lakin Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, Elijah Barrett Tucker. He's going up against a really stat interior, and you want to see him winning. You want to see him making plays. I think with Quentin, the big thing is, you know, that second year in 2020, he was really good, and he started to – breakout so to speak and I think that foot injury last year really just really uh impacted this play especially early on in the season you know I think it limited his sack production and I think you know it was almost in a sense a bit of a lost year now he's in the second year of the scheme and I think you want to see him really build on that it was about a seven sack season he had in 2020 and really get to about eight or ten this year you want to see him get 50 or so pressures and look you know the situation around him is set up is really set him up to be successful and you know, it's definitely good to hear all the reports that he's had a good camp. Yeah, you love to see the the positive reports coming out about Quinn, and that's a huge one. Any other, uh, I guess, some honorable mentions. Garrett Wilson's had a really great camp. Elijah Vera Tucker, Mackay Becton's making a lot of progress. Um, so those are re really good ones. And the defensive side, DJ Reed, Sauce Gardner's made some impact. Um, you know, CJ Mosley. Like, I mean, Carl Lawson's looked great lately. You know, who, any guys that you have in mind that really deserve a little bit of an honorable mention here? For sure. I think Brees Hall is the first one that came to my mind, especially the start of camp. I mean, you heard all the buzz, just the size and the speed that this guy has, not only what he's doing in the running game and how great of a fit he is in Michael Ford's outside zone scheme, but seeing some of the production in the passing game. He had one great catch in Tuesday morning practice down the seam, you know, an acrobatic catch. And he, he's going to offer so much to this offense, along with Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, these guys. He's going to make Zach Wilson's life a whole lot easier. Um, Carl Lawson, you said it coming back from injury to me. You know, it's so tough to say coming off of that Achilles injury, but I, I never really doubted him. I mean, 
you know the work ethic this guy has, just how relentless he is in his pursuit of things. And to me, just the speed, the power, the technique, the variety of moves that he has and knowing how great of a fit he is in this game. It's just, I never really bought into, he was just going to really rapidly decline because of the injury, just based on what he did last year. He's still young. He's 27. So it's been good to really hear that he's been productive. And obviously we want to see George Fant back as well. And that'll, you know, only challenge Carl more in camp and get him more up to speed for week one. And the last one obviously is DJ Reed. I think early indications here is just money well spent on him. You know, the, the Jets have struggled with the big contracts and free agency and especially at the corner position in recent memory and, DJ Smarts um, seen it up close in, in practice on Tuesday. He's not tall, but he's got really long arms. And that's what allows him to play on the outside. He's really – he thrives at that right corner position. And I think that's really where you're going to see him line up. And obviously he's got two years of experience with Salah. Uh, spent the last two years in a very similar type of scheme with the Seahawks. You know, he's 25 years old. He's got the speed. He's got the technique. He's smart. He's tough. You know, I, I'm really liking what I'm seeing early on from DJ Reed here. Yeah, me too, man. I'm excited to hear your guys' perspectives in the comments below on the YouTube channel, my friends. If you have any other players, thoughts on the three that we chose in Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore, and Quinn Williams, curious your thoughts as always, my friends. Hope you enjoyed this video. Make sure to like and subscribe as always. We'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode.